0: what's up bitches i'm gaia and i'm nita and this is bitch why
1: our podcast where we talk about all the things we like and dislike and why anyone would make them
0: we are just a couple of artsy bitches learning about what makes art good and how to talk about it did you hear that vocal fry on this is bitch why
1: this is bitch why
0: why anyway it's time to snack
1: what are you snacking
0: on aside from embroidering the mysterious runes from the gender neutral bathroom at playwright
1: god i hope you summon like a demon i hope
0: so too but aside from that i watched the entirety of the witcher yesterday
1: oh how is it it
0: was fun i had actually like some weird thoughts about like race in it like
1: i've heard some things
0: like there's just like a couple like really weird things surrounding race i had some issues with like the central like romantic relationship
1: um besides it
0: being straight like i had some problems with it being (laughs) underdeveloped and okay T. but i had a good time watching it and i like i just like fantasy shows a lot and i would like want to watch a lot of them
1: did i tell you henry cavill kept breaking his costumes cuz he's about so this. large.
0: Yeah, he's he, like, dummy <laughs> thick. We we talked about how I'm like the only person on the planet who doesn't find him sexy.
1: I don't think no, he's very he's very normal looking. He's like when a white girl that you're friends with like posts pictures of her boyfriend and you're like and she's like he's so fine and you're like that's just a white man. He's like just a white man. He just happens to be jacked.
0: He's a jacked white man and I'm He's proud of him jacked. for being jacked because you have so to be proud to be jacked. So proud of him jacked. for
1: being jacked. But also like very sorry to that costume designer. <laughs> I know. to fix his gloves. Also like
0: sourcing <laughs> leather is not that it's
1: I think it was There's leather. no like yeah, fully could,
0: ethical no. way to do that. Anyway, oh what are God. you snacking on?
1: My <laughs> friend Alyssa, friend of the Pot Alyssa wrote Alyssa. me a poem what? this morning about our friendship. No. And it made me cry. Okay, I'll read the first stanza because it's about me. I love watching
0: you experience the emotional roller coaster of this.
1: You are New York in the summer, a magnificent cacophony of sound that blends with the brilliant colors of the city to make a portrait of you that hangs in my heart. Aww, that's gay. <laughs> it's so gay. Um,
0: so, y'all gonna bang or what? <laughs>
1: Um, i'm joking she, hi Alyssa, called, friend of the pod it's called soulmates volume 10 because we've been friends we've been best friends for like 10 years wow Zayn's new album is so good that's
0: what my sister said my sister oh. made me a playlist and oh i've been snacking God. on it it's actually she didn't make it for me she made it for herself and then she shared it with me so i feel like it was made for me and so i get to listen to it and it slaps absolute nothing but bangers so he has taste it's got zane's new album on it and it
1: slaps okay i didn't i was not i don't think i ever had like a like a hardcore one direction phase but i always cared about zane i always cared about that brown boy and also he sings in hindi on this album sexy oh it hurts it hurts he references a old old hindi film and he sings a part of it, and it's beautiful. And then he, unlike on one of his older albums, he sings in Urdu, which is gorgeous. He's so good. Like, he's doing he's the work. He's just sexy. I'm proud of him.
0: There's a man I find attractive. Zayn is very sexy.
1: Zayn is so sexy. He lives on
0: a farm in Pennsylvania. He does? Yeah. Holy shit. Good for him. And, and I want to live on a farm Witch in Pennsylvania. Which Hadid sister? Gigi, Zainous Gigi,
1: I knew that. I knew that. Gay God, oh God. told us. G- Gigi, Gigi posted a picture of her spice cabinet the other day, and mm-hmm. like it has like masala, like every like all the brown girls lost their mind. <laughs> they were like, look, like this this one celebrity uses our spices. It was so funny. They just like
0: don't have shit in their spice cabinet. Buy some cumin.
1: Someone tweeted, they were like, Daisy's are so starved for representation that everyone lost their minds at Gigi Hadid's spice cabinet i was reading
0: somewhere about how they're like specifically making the decision not to like share photos of their child and i find that sexy
1: yeah carrie washington has two children and i've never seen their faces
0: let's make that a trend speaking
1: of miss carrie washington oh oh
0: what a what a segue
1: let me say that that is
0: the best segue we've ever had
1: No, Unfortunately, I must the, do the roadmap. Not not better than the Wonder Woman.
0: <laughs> what? Wonder Speaking woman. of, wonder. <laughs> <laughs> a mess. Oh oh boy, I love a segue. I love a roadmap folks if you're new here welcome this episode and every episode we ever make and ever will make actually i'm not gonna tie us to this but our (laughs) every episode besides the taylor swift episode is made up of four parts and those four parts are bitch what an introduction to what the heck we are talking about bitch how a technical rundown of how it succeeds and fails in like a critical artsy way and then bitch time three minutes of our unintelligent unfiltered uncritical feelings so no thoughts head empty for three minutes and then finally bitch why a sum up of the implications and why it matters and the bitch meter which is our diversity score meter that we learned math just to give you and let me say quality does not always correlate (laughs) with a good bitch meter score
1: that's gonna come in handy for later today keep that
0: in your back pocket because that's foreshadowing all right speaking of carrie washington it's time for bitch what it's bitch what time (laughs) Covering this week. <sighs> Say it. Say
1: it. Say it.
0: I know what you are. I know what. I know what we're covering. I
1: know what we're. Say covering. it.
0: We're talking about the prom. Uh, <laughs> directed the prom. by Ryan Murphy. Tell me. <sighs> tell me. How did you find out about
1: the prom? I remember seeing billboards in New York for it. Never watched it. My friend Dion saw it and he loved it. And I was like, oh, okay. And I like kind of knew the plot. And then Ryan Murphy, I guess, somewhere along the line was like, Time to bastardize this. Yeah, I can make this a movie. And so he did that. And that's all I know. That's
0: all I I know (laughs) still.
1: (laughs) That's all I know still. I didn't do any other research. All I know is that, like, Ryan Murphy did it. and He did. How did you come
0: across this? I remember back when I still had the Tumblr app downloaded. Oh, no. Yes oh no um i remember and i was following be more chill back when it was good so okay everyone don't make fun of me for unironically liking be more chill the off-broadway version the whatever it's not off-broadway the like regional version Mm-hmm. don't be mean to me for that i don't have any good reasons for liking it i just do It's um, fun. It's anyway so dumb fun back when i would peruse the be more chill tag on tumblr i remember seeing a picture of some funky little lesbians and i was like is this gonna be the new fun home but then like oh. nothing about it suggested that it was gonna be fun home which fun home is the best musical that exists the fact that like i got to see it
1: with <gasps> you the saw fun Home og cast yeah oh my God. yeah that's so hot
0: i thought it was gonna be the new fun home and then it wasn't and then my homophobic gay friends were like, Wait, we you're... <laughs> need to watch this movie because it's got homophobic James Corden. James Corden. Um, oh, no. And so unfortunately, I did watch this movie. And do you know what my dad was watching in the other room?
1: Tangerine?
0: Tangerine. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Sean was watching like, like a genuine piece of like queer cinema. Mm. About trans women of color. Sex workers Well, I was being hate crimed by James Corden. <laughs> he was like it, it, he was very into it. He was like he afterwards in the middle of the prom, he came into my room and he made me pause the prom so he could talk about it.:
1: Yeah Oh my God.
0: Stan Sean. Um,
1: Sean.
0: Describe this movie to me. You watched it like an hour ago.: I
1: literally watched it like an hour ago. Okay, there's and I watched a, it a while ago. There's so. a Patti Lapone stand-in.
0: I can't believe that I got Meryl Streep for
1: yeah, that. Meryl Streep does a Patty Lepone impression. Uh, and James Corden does a <laughs> whatever he's doing. Does
0: a crime
1: it's a hate crime and there are these two like narcissistic asshole washed up broadway people nicole kidman plays like oh like a sad ensemble girl she's so cute i love nicole kidman um and then andrew rannells is there because of course he is and um the four of them are like wow maybe this would give us good press if we like help this uh white lesbian go to prom because her school in Indiana won't let her go to prom slash instead of not letting her go to prom, they're canceling prom altogether. Um and then like throughout the movie, everybody becomes a better person. Meryl Streep kisses Keegan Michael Key. Uh, the white lesbian gets to date her black lesbian girlfriend, and everything's fine and Carrie Washington is homophobic.
0: Yes, she is. <laughs>
1: did I get everything that's it oh Andrew Reynolds sings about religion and he ends
0: homophobia
1: and he ends homophobia which is
0: why they're allowed to end up together at the end
1: exactly because Andrew Reynolds did I do good I think I was very good good. thank you
0: let's get into bitch how because I liked two things about this movie and I'm gonna tell you them and then we can complain for the rest of the episode
1: yay cue the theme music
0: Okay, first of all, I like the line, note to self, don't be gay in Indiana, because I'm gay in Indiana. And I Teeth. think that's funny. I live in Indiana now, in case you didn't listen to the middle of the last episode.
1: Indiana among the nuns. Among the nuns.
0: You have to listen to the middle of any given episode in order to find out that I live in Indiana, unlike when I lived in Maine.
1: Oh, which is what because we always talk about Because Maine is a sexy
0: place, and Indiana is not. Um, mm. But I liked that line, and I thought it was funny. And I liked that Keegan-Michael Key and Meryl Streep had a relationship. I thought it was cool to see an older woman in a relationship with a younger man and being allowed to like and encouraged to pursue that. And like, I just liked their relationship. I thought it was interesting and wholesome and subverted a lot of tropes about like what relationships between adults are like. And I liked it. I thought it was neat.
1: Yeah, it's, I did the math, it's exactly 22 years, because my friend, Alyssa, who wrote me that poem, we were talking about it today, and she was like, I just thought it was odd, and then I was like, I bet you anything it's the exact same age difference as, like, Leonardo DiCaprio and his, like, array of girlfriends, and I did the math, it's exactly 22, which is exactly the the age gap he has right now with his current model girlfriend, and recently, zendaya has been in the news for being in a movie malcolm and marie with like a 10 year age gap and people are like you can't get mad at zendaya she's like literally 26 and was is older than margot robbie was in wolf of wall street so like it's an like you can't like these age gap conversations are interesting to have but i haven't seen in a while something where it's like in reverse (laughs) And yeah, and I think if you're gonna have a problem with this age gap in this movie, you have to then go back and like have a problem with every other movie that has it. Um, where the where the roles are reversed.
0: I also like think like Hollywood is mean to older women. Yes. I, I thought that this movie centering around an older woman who was like sexual and um mm-hmm. complex was really exciting. I really enjoyed that. It was the only thing I liked about the movie.
1: Did you think her performance was complex?
0: Meryl Streep's? Yeah. Not particularly. Yeah,
1: okay, cool. I was like, hold up. It was like, (laughs) Meryl
0: Streep is better than this movie. Like, did she know she was on set? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. They called her a
0: couple times, and she read the script the night before, and she was like, okay... I'm ready. I think it's
1: funny because she used to have a rule about, like, not playing, like, the the reason she took so long to say yes to Into the Woods is she's like, I don't play witches, I don't play hags, like, I don't want to, like, get put in a weird box about that, and, like, which kind of signals that she has integrity regarding, like, the the films she's involved in is that she said yes to this. So then I'm like, okay, girl, also you did Into the Woods. So I think after that, you're like, all bets are
0: off. I think the hag witch thing is kind of different than this because I think that's her being like, I'm an older woman in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. The only roles that older women are allowed to play
1: are yeah. witches and hags. No, totally. I'm just saying because she compromised yeah. on that, I guess now she just has now no... She, just... she has no line anymore. Yeah, <laughs> like, the line what she'll she's... say yes to. Yeah,
0: I don't know. Maybe she was like dared to be in this movie yeah (laughs) or lost a bet
1: her and anne hathaway were like over drinks Anne hathaway's like i'm gonna play a version of you from devil wears prada in oceans 8 you know what'd be funny if if you you said yes to this movie
0: and she was like no i'm not gonna do it and anne was like i dare you
1: i dare you i dare dare you." you meryl just do it it'll be funny
0: do you have anything else you liked we're still being jovial right now. So.
1: I think Andrew rannells is a light in everything he does. I think he's, he's just a great performer. Yeah, I think Nicole Kidman playing a Jane Krakowski character was yeah. funny. That's Nicole good. Nicole Kidman her. was pretty good. I think
0: she's um, lovely. Andrew's teeth freak me out, but that's not his fault.
1: Oh, I love the Juilliard bashing, I think it's hilarious. Yeah. Um th- I assume that was in the original musical. I just yeah. think it's so funny when he's quoting Shakespeare. <laughs> they're like, "Oh, that's The Tempest." And James Corden's like, "Shut the fuck up." I wish it hadn't come from James Corden. I wish it had come from someone else, but it was so funny. Like every time he named every time Juliet, James Corden had a line, I was like, "Please stop."
0: Here's something. A lot of people complain about the outlandish aesthetic of this movie, and I wasn't that mad about it. I talk about this a lot, but I think it's okay for things in movies to look fake. Just like a spoiler for everyone listening, movies are fake. Yeah. They they didn't happen in real life.
1: You know, Ryan Murphy can like do musical numbers. He did Glee. I think it's just not shot very well. Yeah. You know that High School Musical 3 is a, it's theatrically released. Also congrats shot, to
0: um, High School oh Musical God. for 15 years.
1: High School Musical is 15 years old. 15 years old. High School Musical is like a year away from getting its driver's license. That song is good. Driver's license is good. Um, it does slap. The intensity of the emotions of a teenager, everyone can relate to that. Like everyone. I love the
0: videos on TikTok of like adult men crying to this song, <laughs> I think it's delightful.
1: It's so. I just like that does...
0: everyone's just hit by it.
1: Yes. Anyway, High School Musical three has the before the prom song, and I all the elements of that like scene are fake. They're like on a set, right? Yeah. Like Or they're on they're on the stage or whatever, and they're doing it. This movie looks fake in a way that it's like. This isn't shot well and the lighting is bad. Like, if the lighting made Nicole Kidman look good in the scene where, like, she's in the in the living room and then it turns into, like, a spotlight, that's a cool idea. However, it's not framed well. Like, I can't see her and also the lighting is terrible and, like, no one's doing her any favors with the way it looks. So You're it's, allowed it's to like, be
0: quirky but only if it's good.
1: Yeah, I think well, I think Ryan Murphy can do camp. This feels like not camp. And there's some like whip cuts. There's some things that like like have some stylization to them, but it's just not good. It's just not good, but there's a way cuz like when they're in the mall, I was like, "Ew, that looks exactly like the mall like in my town." Things?
0: I think they reused the mall from Stranger Things or something. Oh my something. god, really? It looked so similar. I, no, I, I, oh. that's not based on anything. It oh. just looked so similar.
1: It looks a lot like a mall today. Yeah. And I was like, because it looks exactly like the mall like in my town. Um, and I was like, huh, that's really triggering. My problem with movie musicals on the whole is that it's really hard to take something from the stage and make it a film. That being said, I've seen great movie musicals. Chicago. Chicago. Mamma Mia 2, Here We Go Again (laughs) is fantastic.
0: And and it's got Meryl Streep in it.
1: And it's got Meryl Streep. And I think what makes it good is it's not based off of anything. It's its own thing. Bollywood musicals fantastic and that's because they know how to shoot movie musicals because there's not based off of, it's not like oh high school musical this. high school musical it's like we have to fantastic w- they don't have to take something and then make it translatable on screen they like have their own thing and they're like oh we know exactly how to frame this we're not base. we're not going off of something that was before and hoping that you get it and hoping that you see the translation happening it's like it stands on its own and i actually would really love to see more movie musicals that are just movie musicals i think that's more possible and would just like serve them better
0: i think you have to have an awareness of the source material and also like an understanding of your distinction from the source material Mm -hmm. and be able to use that like an understanding of what makes the source material good and why yours is going to be different but still good and, like, Chicago gets that because it's, like, we're going to use a lot of theatrical conventions, but we're going to frame them in a way that only film could. And
1: Yes, you have to just, for me, you have to justify why it is a film.
0: Yeah, and yeah. not just a musical. And this movie felt like it forgot a lot of what made the original thing good and made it, like, episode of Glee that was really long.
1: Yeah, however, like, I feel like episodes of Glee are shot better.
0: yeah. You were talking about Ryan Murphy failing at camp, and I think this movie took itself, even though it doesn't seem like it takes itself (laughs) seriously, I think this movie took itself too seriously for camp.
1: Yeah, that's why I'm, yeah, that's, I think, the problem.
0: One of my least favorite moments in the whole thing was the queer teens singing on YouTube. (gasps) (laughs) like what's it called oh my god montage
1: Uh, unruly heart is that the song yeah that's the song
0: this scene is like so earnest and so disgusting and i and that's how i know it's not camp because it it doesn't get it it's not present enough to be camp it's not sarcastic enough to be camp
1: Mm-mm. and it's like asking me to take it really serious like james corden crying oh god no we have
0: to talk about <laughs> okay. james corden in a separate okay, No, thing. we no, can't but, but
1: can we also just talk about how like all the queer teens in that montage are all people of color and like how i kind of maybe would have loved to see one of them instead i i think that actress is great uh plays- no i
0: don't i disagree oh really
1: oh i think she's too old looking Uh, that's not why she didn't stop
0: smiling the whole movie
1: oh that's true okay okay i'm sorry any of those other actors looked not like they all looked more interesting (laughs) and i was like wow would have been cool for that character to be played by any of those other actors in that montage and instead we get like this she stressed me out she didn't stop
0: smiling the whole time and it was like so disconcerting and boring and like there it's one thing like I think sometimes actors like lean in too heavily when there's drama and they're like we're never gonna smile and like I know Mm -hmm. sometimes you smile when you're sad like that's crazy but this woman did not move her face the whole (laughs) film she was like yeah my parents disowned me after I came out it was awful now I live with my grandparents (laughs)
2: My school created
0: a fake prom just to disenfranchise specifically me because I'm gay. I'm so sad about this. So then my two major problems with this movie, since we talked about the things we liked and we talked about some of my, like, lighter problems with this movie. The first is James Corden's performance,
2: which (laughs) I think is a
0: major problem. Mm -hmm. And also kind of emblematic of the problem that the movie has in general and um, globally. And also, I didn't think this movie understood coming out in a way that was meaningful. And yeah. it tackled coming out a lot. It wanted that to be a part of the narrative. Every single time, it fundamentally misunderstood what coming out was about. And I want to talk about that.
1: I feel like Happiest Season actually might have tackled coming out a little
0: Better. I think it was a little, yeah. I was gonna say, Happiest Season was kind of better.
1: And that's also like the thing musicals like The Prom that, you know, end really easy in a nice little bow. I've like seen other musicals not do that recently, which is nice. And like some of my favorite musicals have endings where you don't leave like smiling, and like that's great. <laughs> fun home, I left crying. Hades Town, I left crying. Hadestown. Oklahoma, I left like fucked up, um, like, feeling weird, feeling <laughs> feeling weird and like kind of turned on. Um, <laughs> uh, <sighs> and and I think like that's so much more interesting to me. But the prom lives in the same space as like a waitress or um, I don't even want to say. Be more chill was like honestly more of a fun experience. <laughs>
0: <laughs> then be um, more chills regional version was good it's uh, gaia we saw it
1: we saw oh, we saw the broadway version. regional
0: version but it was
1: fun it was a fun time
0: but the um, regional one was good. i know
1: <laughs> and also what's his name thank god we didn't have yeah no
0: because i remember watching it i saw i saw be more chill with the original lead
1: we had troy before iwata this right yeah we had
0: troy iwata who's amazing
1: oh uh, amazing he he honestly probably elevated that show um, he did for us
0: we were talking about how this movie failed coming out as a narrative
1: yes it felt though like the ending same kind of ending as happiest season of like the coming out happens and then it's so easily kind of dismissed like the thing everybody was worried about the whole time carrie washington is just fine with it at the end however she says one line that i've heard a lot of like queer people of color say is the thing that their parents say to them when they come out which is like I don't want your life to be harder and like that's some nuance and then they don't explore it unfortunately this movie is not equipped to handle that kind of nuance so that's probably why they didn't continue to explore it (sighs) also the politics of like Kerry Washington (laughs) being a Karen I guess is this is a joke but like is it breaking stereotypes if a black woman gets to be a Karen
0: <laughs> the boundaries <laughs>
1: the boundaries Carrie even Washington. black women
0: can be Karens now oh
1: my god please Harry Washington at Kamala Harris stop
0: something that I'm frustrated with with a lot of movies that deal with coming out that have come out in the past like five years Mm
1: -hmm. is like
0: people are afraid of coming out and then they come out and then it's not that bad yeah that's a really frustrating experience for me sometimes it is that bad like I had a conversation with a screenwriting professor once when I wrote I wrote a screenplay about two kids in middle school realizing they were gay and kind of like Mm. struggling with that and my professor was like This is, like, a good screenplay, but it seems like it's of a different time because kids in middle school these days don't struggle with coming out anymore. Coming out isn't a big deal anymore. This is just not a realistic piece. Like, it just seems, like, of a different time period. And the fact that almost all, like, movies interacting with coming out recently Uh have treated coming out as something that kids are afraid of but shouldn't be afraid of is a dangerous narrative Mm -hmm. for that reason
1: oh my god like even call me by your name like his parents like basically say they know and it's like fine
0: yeah like like i i think there's something to be said for having a kid be afraid of coming out and like having parents who really like choose to get them Like, I think the speech in Love, Simon, Love, Simon's not a great movie, but Mm -hmm. I think the speech that the mom gives in Love, Simon is really amazing. And I think that's, it's such a good coming out that I don't feel mad at it for being a good coming out because it feels like it really understands, like, the nuance of the situation. And giving the character a good experience with coming out still teaches, like, a larger... Uh, like speaks to a larger story about what it means to be queer and what it means to come out. But in this movie, there's three major experiences. Mm-hmm. There's first the girl who gets kicked out. This happens off screen and yeah. she does not stop smiling for the whole movie. So I don't know how to feel about that. But <laughs> it's, she... It's what
1: Dan what happened to Dan Levy in Happiest Season.
0: Yeah. Same it's,
1: situation.
0: It's like, it doesn't really interact with it very much. Um, It's frustrating that after having that experience she still pushes her girlfriend to come out. I think most people who have bad experiences coming out don't do that, but whatever that's not really a part of the movie so I'm not going to talk about that. The second one is James Corden's character. He comes out and after he comes out he doesn't talk to his parents for like 20 years and mm. the whole interaction with that narrative is really frustrating. It's Meryl Streep being like, "Why are you so afraid of <gasps> calling your parents?" And then she like calls you should just his call mom. your parents. And then she calls That's his mom. So
1: traumatizing.
0: And flies her in and like forces him to have a conversation That's with his mom.
1: So not okay.
0: I really hate that. I hate mm. the narrative that you have to forgive your homophobic parents for for disowning you after coming out um it's something that happened in dear sugar i remember freshman year reading that book and like her advice being like yeah just forgive your transphobic parents and me being like wow
1: i didn't read that whole thing don't get it i didn't read it because i didn't i didn't want i'm like what is this white woman gonna say to me that it will change my life Spoiler yeah. alert, nothing.
0: Nothing. And then the third experience with coming out is, like, maybe my least favorite because it, it's got this, like, coming out moment and she initially has, like, a judgmental reaction and then immediately gets over it without any conversation and just chooses to love her daughter.
1: The And the casting in the, the staged musical, I looked it up. The original person was a white woman and then the second person is someone who played Jasmine in Aladdin but she's, like, mixed, and maybe it's not part of the story that she's mixed. I don't know. However, I think the choice to, like, use that line, like, I don't want your life to be harder, and to have it be a Black woman and her mother, like, I think that if you're gonna make that casting choice here's the other problem with like colorblind casting in that way is like there's a, i mean there is a lot of homophobia in minority communities that's so true however if you're gonna talk about it like i would like for you to talk about it and that feeling of like your child's like not like knowing like okay you're already black and you're already a woman i don't want your life to be harder that's so valid that like that's a conversation worth having. However, there's no space for it because it's at the end of the movie. But however, she acts like pretty rampantly homophobic throughout the movie. If her main fear was that she didn't want her daughter's life to be harder, that's not true because she was making her daughter's life pretty fucking hard by being a bitch.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think this movie just doesn't give any weight to homophobia. No. And and it's the same thing when Andrew Reynolds ends homophobia in the mall.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The phrase love thy neighbor trumps them all is the worst phrasing of anything i've ever heard i'm
0: just like okay cool like this is kind of like a cute song about how like people who quote the bible to be homophobic are hypocritical yeah but like give homophobia like its weight can we like give Mm -hmm. homophobia the weight it has
1: this is the taylor swift music video calling homophobia shade same weight yeah i just like i know
0: homophobia isn't as bad as it was in the 80s or whatever i mean in some places it is and it's different and it takes different forms but um, like
1: all over the world like people are still being persecuted for being yeah, gay. like just, homophobia is pretty fucking terrible yeah
0: it's just really like challenging that all the mainstream media surrounding being gay that's come out recently has really been like yeah why does everyone make such a big deal about being gay Mm. being gay is just easy and like it just happens to like rich (laughs) it's fine don't worry about it i think that's a dangerous assumption to make and Mm. it leaves people who are gay and like struggling feeling really lonely
1: Like, this movie is not for gay people, it's for straight people.
0: Yeah. It's like, God, thank God we're not homophobic anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. And, like, I think it's time to talk about James Corden.
0: The elephant in the room. The elephant in the room. Or more specifically, James Corden.
1: I think James, not to compare this to Love, Simon, my only problem, really, with Love, Simon and him being a straight person, that kid's acting is just kind of wooden for me. Like, it's just just kind of boring. And, like, him being like, oh, this may (laughs) be...
0: Understand my gay brother.
1: brother. I'm like, I don't care. However, I think James Corden's casting is like one of the worst case scenarios of when you allow straight people to play gay people.
0: So this is like a homophobic performance. Yes. Yeah. And I think straight people have done non-homophobic performances oh
1: timothy chalamet and chalamet name. stanley tucci and most of his roles especially the Devil two guys up. in brokeback mountain jake gyllenhaal and heath ledger fantastic actually there's a story that just came out where heath ledger was like um people you know the during the oscar circuit yeah. like you have people uh give yeah out about awards. how he like he would not joke about any of the the gay yeah romance yeah
0: um the chick who played opposite clea duvall and but i'm a
1: cheerleader uh natasha leone Keanu reeves in river phoenix yes but they're not they're not straight so i think in terms of like as dated as this movie is i feel like if it had come out at the same time like modern family came out it probably would have done better eric stone street who is straight has a much more nuanced performance as an effeminate gay man that's the problem, I think, is, like, ma- the main four, Meryl Streep, Nicole Kidman, James Corden, and Andrew Rannells are all, like, caricatures. Like, Meryl Streep is Patty LePone, and Nicole Kidman is, like, a Jane Krakowski sort of thing. However, when you're now asking an actor to play a caricature of, like, an effeminate gay man, but he is not an effeminate gay man himself, that's where you run into all these problems. However... There is a thing people are calling it, they're calling it gay face. I don't think we should equate this to blackface in any sense of the word. There's also this thing going around where people are calling people out on Asian fishing, which is uh, also not valid at all. So I think in this conversation, we're not going to equate this to blackface and we're not going to equate this to blackfishing, unlike what people are doing right now when they're writing about this. It's not gay face. It's just a homophobic performance. It's like
0: it's always kind of frustrating when people like ex- compare racism and homophobia as experiences because they're just different. They're just, they're just different. not the same thing. I
1: think people do that in order to feel like their oppression is valid if you compare it to like specifically the oppression yeah. of black people, but that's stupid, and we should maybe not do that.
0: And it's just like a different experience. Let's just like all, all just acknowledge different. that racism and homophobia are just different experiences. They're just different. And they can have intersections, but they're not the same. Um, I mean, there's nothing wrong with, like, effeminate gay men in media. And we love an effeminate gay man in media, in the media. But, like, for a while, that was the only thing that gay Mm -hmm. people saw in the media. And it was something that people were actively like, let's stop this. And seeing a straight actor play, like, oh, I think this is what gay people are like, was so, like, icky. Like, it just felt, like, icky.
1: Meryl Streep and Nicole Kidman and Andrew Rannells should be a foolproof... Yeah. Like, they're just incredible. They are all incredible. I think James Corden, he really kind of sinks that whole dynamic for me with this.
0: Since, like, the whole movie kind of felt like a straight person's, like, 2021 perception of, like, what is the queer experience, <laughs> like, it made me actively quite angry to watch James Corden after doing the performance he's doing To kind of like perform the trauma of coming out to an unsupportive family.
1: Yes, I was just about to say it makes everything worse when you get, like, out of everybody in that group of four, he gets the most, like, fleshed out, complex storyline and it's him crying when he was crying to meryl in their in their hotel room i was like she still called his mom and then she called his mom i was like am i supposed to feel things right now
0: it felt so insensitive to like be playing both sides of that like one side is like i can play on the inherent comedy of being gay like being (gasps) Uh gay is inherently a joke and i can play on that And I also can play on being gay as inherently traumatic.
1: And to straight people, those are the only two queer experiences.
0: Yeah, like the trauma of being gay and And the hilarity of being gay. And
1: then the fun, like, hilarity, wackiness, quippiness of being gay.
0: And so this movie got neither the hilarity of being gay nor the trauma (laughs) of being gay right. And both experiences were quite, uh, mm. Mm. I don't know. It just felt insensitive and made me mad and sad. I mean, maybe yeah. I'm just like hypersensitive to coming no. out narratives, like, and I am, but when I see coming out handled poorly, it really fucks up my experience of a movie.
1: That's fine because I'm really hypersensitive to like the way race is handled in movies. And I feel like they kind of missed the chance to. I mean, I don't think, I don't expect anything from this movie because of, like, what I'd heard about it before, like, going in, but, like, to handle a woman of color's experience of coming out, and then it kind of ultimately ends up demonizing her for a little bit, because she throws her, like, white girlfriend under the bus. Yeah. I was like, fuck, like, and then Carrie Washington says that line, and I was like, wow, I wish the whole movie was about, like, that one line, because that's so, that's a, that's a story I've not heard, re- like, in media, really is, like, that's a reasoning why families of color, like, are afraid for their children and, like, what that means. But, like, again, I don't expect any kind of nuance in that from this movie.
0: I think that the story of the prom without the actors is better than the story of the musical with all the actors, with, like, the actors coming and, like, trying to save them. Like, I think the story of, like, a girl trying to, like, save her school's prom while like dealing with her school being homophobic is that's that's like all that's like enough for me that's like enough of a
1: story for me
0: going back to the actual like technicalities of this movie i don't think this movie had time to do most of what it was trying to do like none of the relationships like
1: two two hours
0: it's super long but it like still doesn't have time to like make me like make me understand the relationship between the smiley girl and all of the actors which which I'm made to believe by the movie is like extremely close but I they never really delve into it and you never see it begin so it's confusing like when it, it doesn't have time to like flesh that out it doesn't have time to really flesh out any of the relationships at all and so it kind of ends up just like tapping everything it's gonna talk about and then just dipping just ending which is why i say like a movie about the prom without all the weird celebrity activism stuff would have been a better movie i think i would have liked it better yeah i think they could have actually like interrogated any of the things that they wanted to interrogate i remember being a queer activist in high school and that was like a crazy experience
1: it's quite exhausting. It it was... But...
0: I mean, I had activist burnout when I was 16.
1: hmm
0: In, like, a legit way. Like, the shit I was doing was intense and hard work. And so in some ways, like, the story about, like, a girl, like, just trying to make her prom happen. Because I remember so often we were just trying to make these, like, little tiny things happen. Like, put, like, tiny changes in our, like, district policies about, like... Like, a tiny change of wording about policies, like, so they couldn't bully trans people anymore. Mm -hmm. So, like, a girl, like, really, like, trying to get her tiny prom to happen and just it being a shit show.
1: Also, maybe I'm just built different. But if they did that shit to me, I would never rest. Like, I would never rest (laughs) until I got, like, revenge. I mean, Um, I... It's like i
0: would have Aries, destroyed this but like, school. i mean i like i'm a virgo so like this just never would have happened under my no mind. yeah you're right this simply never would have occurred this simply because, never would have happened yeah i mean this this is all to say like that experience of being a queer teenager is like not that common in media people aren't talking about the queer kids that are like killing themselves trying to make shit happen
1: mm-hmm. that
0: is minuscule and like pushing
1: against the wall
0: yeah like i don't know
1: i think the redirecting of it in this movie is like emblematic of like the ways in which we just don't give we don't give homophobia its weight nor do we give like the struggles of like just queer teens its weight
0: also just like activism its weight like the kind Mm -hmm. of work maybe maybe we should do bitch time and i want to talk about this in bitch why
1: Alright, it's time bitch for time. bitch time. Okay, ready? This is where we get to just like have like stupid thoughts and go. Okay, when the, my like community
0: center, one of the people that I worked with, they had like a gay prom every year, and it was so weird, and I was vaguely triggered by this whole movie because of that.
1: Why does Andrew Reynolds Reynolds? Hello? Reynolds Renu- Reynolds. Andrew Reynolds. I almost said Andrew Reynolds. Andrew Reynolds. Why is he always sing about religion?
0: His name is like Midsomara, like you can't think about it as yeah, you say it.
1: <laughs> he 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 did a song about religion in Big Mouth recently, and he did and this he did and he book Mormon, and I was like, "Hello, why is this his brand?" Is like, why does he play religious twinks? Religion through song. <laughs> yeah, religious Thanks. twinks. Thanks, Andrew.
0: You look like and a religiously
1: teeth. repressed twink. I don't like his teeth. Oh my god.
0: And I'm. And I'm a foremost expert on teeth.
1: You are. If you hear
0: clicking, it's because I'm wearing my teeth earrings.
1: Teeth earrings. I want teeth earrings. What? High School Musical had better choreography than this.
0: High School Musical is in every way better than this. And it also tells a better queer story than this.
1: (gasps) Ryan. I've never heard Carrie Washington sing before and she was good. And Keegan Michael Key, very they're good. They were all
0: pretty good singers, I was like, okay. singity sings. Go off. Um, I didn't like it when she was wearing a suit and they were like, You can't wear that suit. They
1: should wear that Because you're ugly in a suit. suit.
0: I was like, Why are you being like homophobic right
1: now? Like
0: let the lesbian wear a suit.
1: I feel like this movie didn't understand what it means to like be queer right now. Like we're, like teenagers are the best dressed they've ever been.
0: <laughs> teenagers are so well dressed right now. They it's look disgusting. So
1: good. You're
0: supposed to be going through a weird phase right now, and no, you look so all hot,
1: gorgeous. Not in like a weird way, like but like in like way. a great way. They just all have great style and can do their makeup great and like know how it's to so do impressive. things. So impressive. So like I, this movie just. This movie also was like
0: this, <laughs> no. this movie kept being like, oh, she's so poorly dressed, and then the, she was like wearing fits.
1: She was wearing cute things. I was like, I'd wear that shit. I'd wear that right now. I was like, I would wear that right now. <laughs> Don't ever call her poorly dressed. Her Again. quirky clothes, it was like if New Girl was gay. It was like, like Harper from Wizards of Waverly <gasps> Place. Yeah, Harper would have been a style icon right now. Imagine if
0: Harper was gay. Imagine if Harper Sh- and Harper- Alex dated and Harper- that was endgame. was
1: kind of gay. But could, like, Harper
0: and Alex have dated and that could have been endgame? And that would have been such a great, like, oh, like cap to Wizards of Waverly Place. But that unfortunately, they couldn't.
1: So good.
0: Uh, Nicole Kidman pegs, but I think just in real life. Okay. Yeah. That's it. Glad I got that out of my system. Okay, bitch why? Bitch
1: why? Talk about the weight of teen activism.
0: Okay, being a teen activist is a lot of work. No one gives you any resources or takes you seriously. It's so hard to convince people that caring about students is more important than caring about parents. You have to miss a lot of school and travel a lot, like, like, within your state, and it's grueling, and you do all of that on top of going to school, having a job, doing theater. Like, this is, like, a huge part of a lot of teenagers' lives. Like, I know, like, when I was a teenager, I was so, like, beaten down by, like, my system that I was in, and I... Wish that there were movies that took that seriously. Mm -hmm. I wish there were movies that, like, took the experience of being a queer teenager seriously. And that's why I'm mad at this movie.
1: Yeah. My only other thing is, like, this performance of James Corden's is really terrible and homophobic. However, people bagging on, on him and everything else, is that possibly not warranted? I mean... I feel like he's a good singer
0: he's a good singer
1: i and mean i performer. guess like
0: there is some problems with like he is one of the only plus-sized men mm-hmm. playing parts right now i will
1: say like he does weasel his way into every movie musical yeah and people say he's like the worst part of oceans eight
0: uh <laughs> what, what, he was in oceans eight he,
1: he was the detective at the end i like don't remember that for a time hugh jackman was also in every movie musical and no one was complaining about that because he was hot because he's hot and and then lean yeah um lean. i don't know if this is obviously not the right movie to talk about his performance in because this is one where it's actually really terrible but he is in cats and he was in into the woods and he was in uh there's something else i can't remember it's like pretty good in into the woods I he's remember. he's pretty good in into the woods and like uh, okay, I have nothing to say about Cats.
0: He kind of has become, like, the film person's, like, tr- guide to theater. Yeah. Oh my god, who's he gonna play when they make a Hades Town movie?
1: No, stop.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry for speaking that out loud, but, like...
1: <laughs> you spoke into the universe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the universe heard.
1: I actually, I mean, I had my friends and I, there was a running joke of, like, James Corden is in every movie musical, so I, I photoshopped him into... A bunch of movie musicals as a joke, and the Photoshop pictures turned out pretty funny. Post them. I did. They're on my Instagram. On the Binch Y Instagram. Okay, I'll put a link to them. I feel like Be More Chill kind of maybe had more nuance than this. Yeah, I think so, Be More Chill is and, a better. And, and capture the experience of like teenage life better. Yeah. Although, again,
0: maybe I was just, like, a really serious teenager and, like, being, like, an an annoying little bastard all the time. (laughs) Like, just, just, like, running around and trying to save the world. But, like, I was not, like, having fun in high school. And so it's always weird to me to watch teen movies where, like, teens are, like, having issues about, like, prom and, like, having issues about sports and, like, shit like that because like my experience in high school was so wildly different from that and so so it's just always a little bizarre for me
1: i want a musical about being an emo kid in high school i want a musical
0: about working full-time in high school
1: oh jesus Um, come on
0: guys
1: (laughs) yeah i think i think some of the james corden hate is rooted in some fat phobia i think he's kind of occupied the same spaces like rebel wilson in that way i don't think this is the right movie to to critique that because this is actually a really shit performance of his but um maybe we should all be a little nicer to james corden
0: what if we were all just a little bit nicer
1: what if we were all just a little bit nicer? just a little bit
0: not a lot just Um, a little bit i think we i think we could all this is not this is like a lukewarm take maybe but i think everyone could be like
1: i feel like this movie wants you to walk away with this maybe we should all be yeah (laughs)
0: But like what if we were all just like a little bit nicer just a little bit nicer like i don't know just like a little nice
1: just like a little nice wow i'm <laughs> sorry this is the most lukewarm take.
0: it's nice it's
1: cool they really dragged meryl streep and nicole kidman and carrie washington in this mess of a movie huh
0: Okay, the impact is I'm not happy with it. And I was a gay teen, so I'm allowed to say that.
1: This movie was a hate crime.
0: Yes! Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, hate crime! Is it time
1: for the meter? It's time for the meter. This is time for the bitch meter. Please be aware that it does not cause quality um or is often correlated to quality that's not true exemplified by this specific bitch meter we
0: have to do the math everyone we learned math and now we must do it
1: now we must do it Gaia what did we give it for queer
0: Unfortunately, this is like a movie where every other character is queer, so we had to give it a five, but we gave a minus one for homophobia and And the hate, they hate crime that is
1: James Corden's performance.
0: So don't worry, it gets a five, but it'll get a minus one from the overall score mm-hmm. for the hate crimes.
1: For gender, we gave it a five because it's pretty evenly split.
0: You can yes. have an NB since it's a queer movie, but... Mm that's maybe a little trans kids aren't hip yet, so <laughs> for a race, we gave it a four. Uh, there's a lot of people
1: of color in this movie in leading roles, um yeah. killing it. I will say there's a lot of like diversity in the background of this movie when it comes to any anyway, whatever. There's more there's a lot of diversity also in the background um yeah which is not great cuz I would love for Keegan it to Keegan Michael stay Key on the is foreground. my favorite part of the movie. Oh, he's so he actually gives such a lovely performance. He was just like
0: like I said the only thing I liked about this movie was the plot between Meryl Streep and Keegan Michael Key.
1: Yeah, it was good. I thought it was lovely. I thought it, it was, was delightful. Would he give it for disability? Nothing. Nothing. And Nothing. body positivity? Na minus one. Come on. Um, there's on. some. Well, I mean, you have James Corden, but then there's parts like where weird he fat jokes about James Corden to himself. Yeah. So we just gave it an na minus one. If people are
0: fat, you have to make a joke about it. Otherwise, you <sighs> Otherwise, can't have them be fat. <laughs>
1: If you had a fat person in your movie and you and you didn't comment about it, did you even have a fat person in your movie? In your
0: movie, just like have a fat person in your movie.
1: Cowards. Uh, Cowards. We gave it an NA because it's nothing. It's simply
0: not saying anything.
1: Simply not. Um, It's simply
0: not. This is like the most devoid of class I've ever seen a movie.
1: Yeah. How can you even be that devoid of class? Class is
0: everywhere. Think about class daily. When I work my job where I get paid one dollar an hour.
1: The final score is drum roll, please.
0: Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. It's a seven out of, out of ten. 10.
1: <laughs> Y'all, we're really sorry about this. Um, this this is, is like one of our highest scores ever. Yeah, this is a perfect example though of just because your thing has got diversity in it, that doesn't mean it's good.
0: We've had some in the other direction. But this is, this is a first, so it's quite exciting.
1: um, It's quite exciting. (laughs) It's time for Harris's hot take. Hello, Harris. Hi, Harris. You're so sexy. Uh Aha. Hi. (laughs) Harris, what's your hot take on the Ryan Murphy, the prom Prom (laughs) movie?
2: Here's the thing. Um. I saw The Prom three times in its production as a musical because my old vocal teacher in Atlanta played Mrs. Green on Broadway and in Atlanta. So I have seen this piece of media go on its journey, and I can't believe how far it went back um after like all the previews i saw all the progress they made on broadway like the first time i saw it in atlanta i hated it and then i saw it for the third time on broadway in atlanta and they made all these changes and mrs green's daughter who i can't even remember his name was not a cheerleader and it worked better Mm. um and i was just surprised by all the horrible changes they made for the movie that were like the the things they changed from atlanta it was so mm. weird that they went back on all all the progress, and also James Corden can go fuck himself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I just I am so sick and tired of straight men playing flamboyant gay people, uh, in an attempt to get some cred, street cred,
0: <laughs> clout, it's clout, annoying internet clout.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Shout out Corby Collins, though, who was who's a great person who, yeah. who played Mrs. Green on Broadway. She's great.
0: Shout out. <laughs> and that's on workshopping, though. Like, people don't yeah. get workshopping. Maybe movies should be workshopped for longer.
1: <laughs>
2: <Yes>. Yeah. <laughs> that is the craziest thing about movies. I've been filming some things in Atlanta, and it's like they when you rehearse fast. something, you get weeks and weeks and weeks. Months, I guess, is weeks and weeks. But then when you film... You're like you show up to set, and they're like, "Okay, here's the script."
1: Yeah, they do baby rehearsal like right before, and then mm-hmm. you just go for it. Yeah, and think about so how cool. long it takes to like curate a theatrical
0: performance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. yeah,
0: it's nuts. There's
2: some good songs in the prom, though.
0: Note to self: Don't be gay in Indiana.
2: That one, yes.
1: <laughs> That's a cute one. It's cute. It was cute. It cute.
2: On Broadway and in Atlanta. Um, Caitlin, that's her name, I think the actor who is in it on stage. She's like depressed, and
0: <laughs> yeah, we talked about the
2: smiley first... thing, yeah, but it, it it created this mess with the the Broadway people who are so fake, happy all the time and so theatrical, <gasps> and by taking that away in the movie, you lost this really great dynamic that was like a sad, sad person with this ultra hyped up group of broadway people
1: oh that would have been so sexy wow i feel like i was really robbed huh
0: but yeah i'm sorry i hope that actress like was badly directed
2: yeah me too She's young right
1: She's 24 but the thing um. is like I guess in on stage When like 30 year olds are playing Teenagers it's less weird cause I can't Really I'm sitting so far away I often Can't see their faces <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But like But like in this like I could Clearly see that this was a woman Like she was not 17 Like she was like 25 Like I was like this I can't This doesn't work for me all right, Harris, I love you. We love you. I love y'all. Thank Mwah. you for
2: everything. Oh, my God. Love you. Love, love you.
1: you. Bye. Oh, Harris, you're so sexy. And so smart. Um, I love Harris. What are we working on? what are you working on the website i write for just did their relaunch which i was a a part of and and it went really well and it looks gorgeous so i'm gonna put a link to it in the show notes i'm really proud of it so like to to help with the effort of like relaunching the website i've been working on this app procreate and like doing some graphic design work and having (sighs) a lot of fun
0: zesty of you
1: and it was so fun to make art for nobody except myself and I like made this like thing of Billie Eilish and I think it looks pretty cool. I like
0: Billie Eilish.
1: Yeah, and I And I'm that like, is oh, sexy. It does look cool, right? Anyway, yeah. it's just for fun. And I think Meat. I'm gonna try to do more art for myself. What are you working on?
0: Well, today I learned how to use a loom. A loom? A loom. Wow. I am so close to spinning alpaca fiber into yarn and knitting a hat for my goth gf just like one of the girls who lives here did i am so close yet so so, far
1: i'm so excited
0: for um also the movie i wrote is casting right now it's exciting for me it's just like a student film but it's fun to write a movie so Mm -hmm. that was nice Mm -hmm. and i like writing a little zesty movie
1: a little movie when are we
0: going to produce 86 roach the best movie i've ever made written
1: you need to come back to new york
0: we don't have the budget for this movie but i wish we did
1: um i will crowdfund We
0: crowdfund so that we have enough to make a body horror oh yes excellent i love that for us (gasps)
1: I I also have a makeup artist who does body horror. Body horror. We really love well. body horror. I th- body horror is such a queer body horror thing. is queerness. Where can people follow you
0: guys? They can follow me on Instagram
1: at Gaia Rose River or Gaia River Rose. Once again, depending on what they want from me. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Nitha underscore T H A D A and I. You
0: can follow the Bitch Why podcast on Instagram or Twitter at podcast, or you can email us at b.tchwhy at gmail.com. Matt Willetto, we have, we have your email, and we need to read yes, it. Yes, we
1: will respond to it. And respond Thank to you. it. Thank you. Um, Please leave a review and rate us on iTunes. All of the resources referenced will be in the show notes. Thank you to our editor and co-producer and birthday boy, Kim. Okay, God. Gay God. Happy birthday, Aww. King. Um, and our graphic designer, Jillian.
0: Good night, bitches. Good night.
1: Good night, bitches. Make sure to eat
0: protein in your breakfast.